Welcome to the 34th episode of Solid Rock. I'm Nicole Blazik. Today is June 20th. Summer is in full swing. I hope you're able to get outside and enjoy the warm weather. It has been so nice to have some flexibility to make some special memories with our family. I hope you're able to do that too. The countdown is on until our Abigail goes to Oregon at the end of July. Oh my, is my heart ready for this? Please pray for us. The time is going by so very, very quickly. I can't believe we're almost at the end of June. June is one of my most favorite months because it is our wedding anniversary and it is our daughter's birthday. These celebrations are what I look forward to celebrating each time the month of June comes along. But what also comes in the month of June is a celebration of Pride Month. If I go to the store, I see rainbows with the words, love is love. If I go on social media, you can see it celebrated there. It is celebrated in parades all around the United States and on TV. Last week, I went to the mall with my family. We sat down in the food court and I saw two girls holding a white blanket with a rainbow on the back that said, proud as, I'll let you fill in the blank. Then I saw multiple same-sex couples together in the mall, billboards of the same-sex people with love is love, transgender posters, everywhere the messages throughout all the stores shared this message. The rainbow symbol was everywhere from t-shirts to jewelry. It was an in-your-face proclamation of Pride Month. My spirit was deeply grieved for these dear people who are lost and deceived by the lies of this culture. I prayed for them, and the Lord put this message on my heart to share with you. Where did Pride Month come from? It started from the Oval Office in 1999. Bill Clinton was the first president to declare that June is gay and lesbian Pride Month. Then from 2009 to 2016, each year he was in office, Barack Obama declared June LGBT Pride Month. President Joe Biden declared June LGBTQ Pride Month in 2021. I want you to know if you, a family member, or a son or daughter, or a friend is struggling with and engaging in homosexuality, please know that Jesus loves you very much. He loves you so much that he cares about the choices that you're engaged in. He wants you to know that you are loved, seen, and precious to our Savior. He loves you so much that he wants you to live the best life he has for you. To do that, you need to recognize that homosexuality is a sin. What is a sin? A sin, as defined in scripture, is a transgression. Anything against the law of God and rebellion against God. After sin is recognized, then you can seek repentance and forgiveness. There is hope and healing that can only happen through Jesus Christ. The sin of, sex, of homosexuality has been set apart by our culture as different than other sins, lying, adultery, lust, stealing, cheating, coveting, and murder. It has been politicized and become a human rights issue. This sin is nothing new. What is new in the last 20 plus years is having a month long nationwide celebration of the sin. My friend's son said to his mom, why do we only have one day to celebrate Memorial Day, the day people died for the freedoms that we get to enjoy in our nation, but people who are living in a manner that is against God's word get a whole month to celebrate it. When my friend shared this with me, I was speechless. This young boy articulated so well 
what is wrong in our country and in our culture. This dear boy mentioned to his mom because of what was being taught in the public school where he goes. This lie is being taught to our youth in public schools and they are being indoctrinated with this lie. Here are a few examples of what is happening in our public schools. Girls meeting in middle school bathrooms, during school hours, making out with one another to see if they are a lesbian or not. A seventh grader tells, tells me that there are 30 girls in his grade who identify themselves as the bi girls. Another seventh grader tells me that a girl on her volleyball team tells her that she likes watching all of them undress for practice. Another seventh grader tells my daughter that she likes girls. And she says, I hope that doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. I don't know about you, but at this tender age, I didn't even know what kind of bubble gum I liked. And that changed daily. How can a young child even think about such topics? He or she is so young and vulnerable. It is because of what is being taught in the schools, in social media, everywhere you look. It is being talked about and shared with our youth. These are just a few examples of many that I have heard. Oh, how my heart breaks for our youth in this wicked and perverse generation. What does God say about homosexuality? 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11 says, Don't you know that those who do wrong will have no share in the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin, who are idol worshipers, adulterers, male prostitutes, homosexuals, thieves, greedy people, drunkards, abusers, and swindlers, none of these will have a share in the kingdom of heaven. There was a time when some of you were just like that, but now your sins have been washed away and you have been set apart for our God. You have been made right with God because of what the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of our God has done for you. Leviticus 18.22 says, Do not practice homosexuality, having sex with another man as with a woman. It is a detestable sin. 1 Kings 14.24 says, And there were also male cult prostitutes in the land. They did according to all the abominations of the nations that the Lord drove out before the people of Israel. These are just a few verses on homosexuality. This is nothing new. The reason why this topic was being addressed in the Bible is because it was going on in their culture. The Lord uses strong language to describe this act of sin. Those who do these things will have no share in the kingdom of God. It is a detestable sin, an abomination. Someone choosing to act and participate in homosexuality will not be entering the kingdom of God, but a life in hell. It is serious and for eternity. God is so gracious and good to share in 1 Corinthians 6.11 that this does not need to be the end of your story. You can find hope, healing, forgiveness, and be made clean and new in Jesus Christ because of what he did on the cross for you and all of mankind. Homosexuality is celebrated by our culture and even in some of our churches. As believers in Jesus Christ, we cannot believe the lies of the culture that Satan has put 
into our culture. We are to stand and test everything against God's word. The lies of the culture are going going along with the beliefs of mainstream culture and are happening even in some of our churches. Someone told me after meeting with the pastor on the topic of homosexuality that he said that the scriptures were out of date and mostly found in the Old Testament. They were not relevant for today, so we do not have to abide by them. Wow, how deeply grieved I was to hear this. I could not believe that I was hearing that a pastor who was supposed to be teaching the whole word of God picks what parts of scripture is relevant or not on a certain subject. Then this is what's being taught to the congregation. These people who trust the, the pastor and his leading are being led astray. Believers, beware. We are to check everything that we hear against the inherent word of God. That is where we will find truth and guidance. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, John 14, 6. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Don't you know that those who do wrong will have no share in the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin, who are idol worshipers, adulterers, male prostitutes, homosexuals, thieves, greedy people, drunkards, abusers, and swindlers, none of these will have a share in the kingdom of God. There will be a time some of you were just like that, but now your sins have been washed away and you have been set apart for God. You have been made right with God because of what the Lord Jesus Christ and the spirit of our God has done for you. I have heard so many stories of people being saved from the sin of homosexuality by the grace of God, realizing that they were, what they were living was a heart and sin issue, not a sexuality issue. They have repented of the way they were living and by the grace and mercy of God are walking out a life following after him. They have been made free. They have been made whole. They have been restored, redeemed, and they are now children of God. John MacArthur shared a story about responding to a request that was given to him to go to a hospital to see a man who was dying. When he walked into the hospital, he saw that this man was dying of AIDS. He went over to him and asked him why he had been sent for. He said that he was scared and that he knew he was going to hell. He shared how he was brought up in a Christian home by Christian parents. Then he chose to walk away from this faith that he had known and he, want, and he had been living for over 26 years, a life of debauchery. He shared his transgressions and John asked him if he wanted to be cleansed from his sins. He said he wanted to do that. They prayed together and John said that the man had a peace and a joy wash over him. For he knew he had been set free and he had been made new in Christ. The old had gone, the new had come. John asked what he was going to do now that he was saved. He said that he would tell everyone that he knew about Jesus and how he had been saved from leading, from leading his life that he was. From hell now to life and love, forgiveness and freedom, hope and an eternity in heaven with Jesus. 
This dear man died five days after giving his life to the Lord and being saved. No one is beyond the Lord's saving power. He saves the lost, the broken, the hurting, and he goes after them. Luke 9.10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. I am so thankful because he came and saved me of my sin and redeemed me and made me new. I pray that for you today, that you would be made new in Christ. Romans 5, 8 through 9 says, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's judgment. What an awesome God who loves us so much. Let us pray. Oh Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you've done for us on the cross, Father God. We thank you, Jesus, that you have brought all of our sins, all of those that were listed in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Lord Jesus, and there are so many more sins that weren't even less, weren't even listed there, Lord Jesus. And you took them all upon yourself, the sinless Son of God, and brought them on yourself. And you felt the weight of those, Lord Jesus. That's what you took upon yourself and you died for all of us to be given the gift of freedom, hope, love, restoration. Lord Jesus, we're able to be made clean because of what you've done. You shed your blood for us, Lord Jesus, and that blood covers all of our transgressions. And the one that we're talking about today, the sin of homosexuality, Lord. Our guilt will be made gone, Lord Jesus, because of what you've done. We will be clean, restored, Lord Jesus. Father God, I ask today that anyone who is struggling with this sin, Lord Jesus, would be made clean and would bring it to your feet, Lord Jesus. And no longer carry that guilt and shame, Lord, and would be restored and be made new and have peace Peace wash over them, Lord Jesus, and your unconditional love, Lord God. They would know that they would be able to have an eternity with you in heaven, Jesus, and that they would be a new creation, that they can walk out that life here on earth, Lord Jesus, and share with others what you have done in their life, Lord God. Oh, how I pray that for them, Jesus. Oh, Father God, wash sins away, Jesus. Make people new, Father God. Only you can do that, Lord Jesus. And we're trusting you and we're believing you for that, Lord Jesus, that you will heal our nation of this sin and the sins that are so many that have, uh, that we are doing, Lord Jesus. So many people that are led astray, Lord God, by the lies of the evil one that are being told in our culture. Lord Jesus, would our eyes be open to that, Lord Jesus? And would we be able to be made new, Father God, only by your grace, that you give us, Lord Jesus, and your mercy. Father God, do a new work in us and in our nation, Jesus. Heal this land, Lord God. We need you ever so desperately. We love you so very much. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to encourage believers in Jesus Christ to pray for those that are living a homosexual life. Because of what the word of God says, we are to love these dear people enough to tell them the truth in love. 
That hard truth is that if they continue in this lifestyle choice, they are destined to go to hell. It makes me very grieved that if that it feels like because of what the culture pushes in the celebration of homosexuality that believers feel that they cannot say that it is wrong. The culture makes you feel like you have to be silent on this topic because it does not agree with mainstream culture. Believers, be prayerful, loving, and truth-telling, praying for those people to come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I wanted to share two gospel-centered helpful resources for people struggling with homosexuality. One is called Restored Hope Network, and the second is called Changed. I want to say that again. One is called Restored Hope Network, and the second is called Changed. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. It is my prayer for you to come to have a relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to encourage you in your walk with Christ. If you or anyone you know is looking for a speaker for a women's retreat or a youth conference, please contact me at nmblaszc at hotmail.com. May we continue to stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Until next time.